This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 53. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Jan Ilunga to the Baller Circle. Jan is a podcaster and podcast consultant who helps entrepreneurs, business owners, and creatives leverage the power of podcasting and funnels to build authority, network with influencers, generate more leads, and acquire new customers. He is the host of five podcasts. Two of those shows are the popular entrepreneurial show, 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, and the music business show, The Jazz Spotlight. And he is the founder of the world's largest virtual summit, Podcast Success Summit. Jan is also launching Podcast Success Academy soon. And so I'm glad to have him on the show to talk about his business, to talk about how he uh, helps podcasters uh, and other entrepreneurs become successful. So the first thing I want to know, Jan, is uh, you're in Helsinki, Finland, correct? Hi, Michael. How's it going? I, I am. And yeah, I'm in Helsinki, Finland, but I have to ask you, is there something I have to do as a new member of the circle? Uh, well, the one thing I would say you have to do as a new member of the circle is uh, tell us the baller circle. Tell everyone in the baller circle what you're most excited about, about internet business. Whew. I would say personally... The, the thing, and we were talking a bit before the interview, the, the thing that excites me the most about internet business is freedom. And, you know, freedom is a, is a term that is really thrown out there quite often. But that is what I've been really focusing on when I started my business. It's really creating something that allowed me to basically do whatever I wanted. And if tomorrow I decide to move to San Diego and become your, you know, your neighbor or I decide to move to, I don't know, Japan, I'm still going to be able to do what I do right now. So for me personally, freedom and independence are the things I'm really, really am grateful for because of internet marketing and uh, internet business. Hmm. That's awesome. And I think that that is the goal of so many people is definitely my goal mm -hmm. um, to just you know, be able to have uh, the freedom to, like you said, location independence, live where you want, uh, if you want to, right? And I think the the, the freedom exactly. of that that a lot of people don't think about is it's not about always moving, right? It's you could you mm -hmm. could live, you know, wherever you currently are, but it is about the fact that you have the ability to move if you want to, right? And that's what, exactly. that's what the freedom is to me. It's like, yes, can I, uh, you know, let's say I make enough money that I can afford. Uh, a Lamborghini Aventador, which is like the car uh, that I love, right? But mm -hmm. just because I get the money doesn't necessarily mean I have to buy the car, right? I can get the, I can mm -hmm. have the money, but I like to have the money to have the option of buying the car if I ever want to. Uh, exactly. So, 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 like you said, it's all about it's all about having options. It's about dictating your life and and having you know that that freedom. So I, I love that you that you pointed that out. Um, and can I add, can I add one thing? Oh yeah, of course. That you know, for me personally. It, it's a, a choice that I learned through my life experience. So I, I have a funny accent is because Italian is my mother tongue. I'm originally from the Italian speaking part of Switzerland. Mm. And uh, five years ago, I moved to Helsinki, Finland. Uh, 
And, you know, when I moved here, I had a bachelor's degree in communication. Uh, back then, I spoke four languages. So I was really confident about the ability of uh, entering the job market. But man, you have no idea how frustrating it was to find a, a job. Obviously, you know, having gone to university and having a bachelor's degree, I, you know, I wanted to find a, a suitable position, but it was so tough, really tough finding a good job. And I got really frustrated. Eventually I found something and then I did my master's and then I worked as a journalist. But one of the things that really, uh, you know, stick to me with me up until today, and it's something I've, I'll always remember, is that I would like if one day I were to move, change city, change country, change continent, to have to literally start from scratch and basically having all the sacrifices, the efforts, the investments that I have done in the past make those worthless because, you know, mm -hmm. like in the case here in Finland, I spoke Italian, English, French, and German, but I didn't speak any Finnish. So <laughs> that was a problem. So it's something that, you know, really kind of hit me hard. And uh, it's one of the main reasons why I really decided to start my own thing. Hmm. See that, and that's a really good point because I think that's also something people don't think about. Like you build up all this uh, information, especially when you're talking internationally, um, you, you build mm -hmm. up, you know, this great resume, you have these great skills and you want to move somewhere else. And one, you might not have a legal right to work in that country if you move somewhere. Right. <laughs> and then in addition to that, if you don't know the language, then, you know, you're not going to really be able to get uh, a, a job uh, really uh, for the most part, unless you find something, you know, very specific that somehow caters to the language that, that, that you know, mm -hmm. if you don't know the native language of that country. Like I, you know, I'll share a personal story. Like I, uh, when I was in business school, um, I really wanted to work in China. And uh, mm -hmm. for my last semester of business school, I went to Taiwan for a semester to help learn Mandarin and took several right. trips to China uh, from, from Taiwan. And, uh, you know, it's like I, I, I learned enough to kind of get by, but not enough to like really do business or have, uh, you know, a good job. Right. And that was the big barrier that helped me back. Like a lot of, you know, most people in Taiwan and, and in most like major cities in China, you know, if you're going to Beijing or Shanghai, there's enough people there that speak English that it's not really that big of a deal, but you're not going to be able to get, uh, for the most part, a good job unless you're unless you're really fluent in the language. Um, mm. And so that was something I that, that kind of hit me, and I was like, I'm not. It's going to take me so long to get up to speed on the language that I don't even know how many years that would be. And then in the meantime, what job am I going to have? <laughs> exactly. Um, so so that was a big barrier. So I'm glad you shared that. So let's talk about your 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 story and your background a little bit more. So you um you know you, you realize that you wouldn't have the same flexibility if you went with the traditional job. What made you focus on podcasting? Um, and then how did you learn the skill set that you currently have? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a very good question, Michael. And it's something that sometimes we don't think about as, you know, podcasters or, or web entrepreneurs. I think that one thing that we should do more often is sometimes take a moment just to think about where we are, what we have achieved, and not necessarily for our own ego, but simply to understand and think about all the barriers that we had in front of us and all the challenges that we overcame. So for example, in my case, I have a background, so I studied communications, both my in my bachelor's and my master's. And when I was in Switzerland, I worked at a, at a jazz festival for a few years. 
And because of languages, I got the, it's an international jazz festival. So because of the languages, I got to uh, speak with, interview different artists, both for like radio interviews, uh, video interviews. So I kind of had that background a little bit already. So when I came into podcasting, that was an advantage for me. But when I moved to Finland and, you know, I found my first job and things like that, I started to think that, yeah, it would be fun to do to do my own thing on the side initially. And I was thinking that one day, I think I was studying for my for one of my exams or something like that. And I'm a person who's wearing like head uh, earbuds, I don't know, almost the entire day. I love <laughs> listening to music. I listen to podcasts. But back then, I didn't know what, what podcasts were. So I would listen to music all the time, all the time. And I was like, yeah, I need to take a break and just, you know, find something else. So I came across this thing <laughs> called podcasts. And I was like, oh, okay, what are these things? I started to listen to them. And I was like, oh, okay, wait a second. This sounds very interesting and would give me the ability to start to talk to people, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, but how can I, from which door I can enter the podcasting house? And then I thought about my experience with the festival, the connections I had because of that festival. So that's why I decided to launch a music business podcast that focused on jazz. So the Jazz Spotlight, my very first podcast. And then, you know, since then, I've launched, as you said, to date, five podcasts. I have uh, two in Italian and the three others are, are in English. So those are some of the things I've been doing. And to really answer your question, I would say that something I've learned that, and I think it's so powerful and it's something that everybody can learn, but it, it, it's really difficult to unlock that mindset is to stop comparing yourself with others. Mm -hmm. And here's what I mean. It's good to have people you look up to, getting inspiration, listening to podcasts, reading books. Absolutely. It's fantastic. But I personally, Michael, live by three principles when it comes to learning. So whether I listen to a podcast or read a book, whatever, I always do three things. The first one is, so I call them the three T's. The first one is test. So whenever I read so a new, about a new strategy, whatever, I'm like, okay. But the only way to know if that's going to work for me, for my podcast, for my business, for my projects, is is to actually test it. So my first step for learning anything really, or applying anything I learn, I should say, is to test. The second T is tweet. Uh, sorry, the second T is track. So keeping track of uh, stats. So I know whether it's working, if not, or if it's working, with how much of an impact it is working. And the third T is for tweak. So if it doesn't work, I can tweak it or I can move on. So. The number one skill I personally think that I managed to master, and I would really encourage everybody who's here with you and I to really, really focus on this, is to start to make the difference between being inspired and learning something and try to be exactly like the person or the people you are, you are following or whose podcasts you listen to. Hmm. Okay. So... Don't mimic people, basically. Just uh, yeah, be be inspired by them and take you know pointers from them, but don't necessarily try to 
uh, mimic them exactly. So, and I, and I think yeah. that's a good point. And take not... the ingredients, mm -hmm. you know, take some of the ingredients and then uh, apply them to your own thing, add your special sauce. And, you know, the stupid example, it's an interview-based podcast about entrepreneurship. You have one, I have one. There are so many, but because of hosts like you, for example, Michael, who you add your own twist to the format, it's a completely different experience. So even if I were to listen to your podcast and to, I don't know, Entrepreneur on Fire, Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn, even though those are have quote unquote the same label, the actual experience is very different because you, Pat, John, you own apply your own twist to what is the format of an interview based show. Right, right. No, and, and you make a really good point there in that I think, uh, you know, as, as we learn anything, uh, as, as humans, I talked to, had a conversation with Jason Van Orden from Internet Business Mastery about this, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, it's, I think as people, we just learn by mimicking, you know, as babies, we, we mimic, you know, people walking and talking and things like that. Right. But I do think, and I think that's, that's a valid way to learn, but I think you're right in that as long as that's okay to do, as long as the goal is to mimic enough until you understand and then add your mm -hmm. own add your own flair to it add your own personality to it add your own twist to it yeah um, and i'm sure you feel the same michael for example with podcasting that maybe in the first episodes you kind of had a style that you kind of tried to i know i had this mm -hmm. a style where i try to sound like i don't know somebody but then now that i finally you know feel really comfortable in the shoes of a podcaster I just be myself with all with a funny accent, all the language <laughs> mistakes I make and whatnot. <laughs> right, right, yeah, th and that's and that's perfect. And all those things are the differentiators, right? Make that make you unique. Mm -hmm. um, so you 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 focus on podcasting um, and you uh, help other podcasters uh, on the business end and, and with mindset. So from your perspective, I know a lot of people they look at you know, two of the podcasts that you already mentioned, they look at Entrepreneur on Fire, they see John Lee Dumas is making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Uh, they want to mimic, you know, his his podcast, mm -hmm. his business model, all those things. They see Pat Flynn doing things. Um, right. And I had a I had a uh, interview with John on uh, on my podcast. And uh, one thing that John said is he said, if I launch Entrepreneur on Fire today, it's most likely not a success. Right. Mm hmm. Because the landscape has changed, so a lot of people trying to mimic what he did probably won't work today. What will work right. today? What what's what what should people who are launching podcasts and trying to make a business out of it? What should they be focused on? How how do they uh, figure out the right way to make an actual business uh, from it? Yeah, I think it's a critical question. I mean, first of all, there isn't any you know secret formula i mean there isn't the perfect podcast mm -hmm. but having said that it's also important to understand that a podcast isn't a business mm -hmm. a podcast is a tool for a business so i often uh, when i talk with my clients i often make the analogy of blogging and it's and you know for some reason i feel that sometimes some people have a disconnect between uh, podcasting and blogging also when it comes for example to making money with uh, with a podcast people often say yeah i'm gonna just start a show get sponsors blah blah, blah. i make i don't know a thousand dollars per episode and for me i'm like have you ever had a blog and people tell me yeah and i'm like okay when did you 
when you started your blog, what was your first goal? I don't think you started a blog thinking, okay, I'm going to make millions. I think the first goal is usually a non-monetary one. Mm -hmm. And then when you start to think about monetary goals, the first, your first goal, and this is really for a podcast, for a, for a blog, for a video, it doesn't matter. Your first goal should be making your first dollar so that you see that you can actually make money with your, like for me, really, Michael, the, I still remember that first time I made the first dollar with my podcast. I was like, man, this is unbelievable because I really made my first buck through, I made money through podcasting. So <laughs> once you make your first dollar, your goal shouldn't be, okay, now I'm going to focus on thousand. No, you should think, okay, what are my monthly podcasting related expenses? Let's say it's 50 bucks. Okay, great. Your goal should be, okay, for the next few months, I want to make enough so that I cover half of those expenses. Mm -hmm. And then once you reach that goal, it's going to be, okay, I cover all those expenses. And then it's going to be, okay, I want to make enough so that I cover all the podcasting related expenses and, I don't know, one third of my business expenses mm -hmm. and then half. So this is, I think it's a very important mindset that, and I talk with, you know, podcasters, people who don't have a podcast, best-selling authors, entrepreneurs, and I see this kind of, I, I don't know even how to call it, this approach popping up over and over again. Now, to answer your question in terms of what works with podcasting and with podcasts as a business asset, I would say that there are a few uh, ingredients that go into that. So I said there isn't any secret formula, but in my opinion, and also by looking at some of my clients and other people I, I'm connected to, there are a few things that really help. So the first one is to uh, really, and we touched on this a little bit, is to really feel comfortable in the podcaster shoes mm. or even as the podcast guest shoes, because I know people who uh, go into podcasting simply as guests and, you know, they grow their business by simply being interviewed. So that's also an option. So the first thing you want to do is really make sure that you feel really comfortable in the podcaster shoe, being in front of a microphone or a, on a regular basis. The second thing is that, and we talked about this as well, is that you really want to uh, start to show your personality more and more. And I don't mean the Superman or Wonder Woman type of personality. I mean, just <laughs> showing who you are. And I can tell you, Michael, when I started out, I was thinking, man, English is not my mother tongue, blah, blah, blah. I've interviewed best-selling authors, uh, Grammy award-winning artists, you name it. I haven't in three years that I've been podcasting, I've done, I don't know, over 200 interviews. Mm -hmm. I have yet to come across a person who criticized me because of my accent or, okay, your English isn't good enough, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, once I understood that that wasn't an issue, I started to become more and more comfortable. So once you feel more and more comfortable, you have to look at your overall business. So let's say if you already have a business, and this can even be just a simple side hustle. Mm -hmm. Let's say, stupid example, let's say you have a, a website and you sell, you have an ebook that you sell. Okay, great. You know that the ebook is the product you sell. Now what you should focus on, instead of trying to focus on downloads and sponsors that are things that you really can't control, you should try to start looking at your overall business. So 
the site, the book, your podcast, and ask yourself, okay, how can I make these elements talk to each other? How can I incorporate them so that the the puzzle is formed? So, for example, if you have a podcast and you never mention your book, maybe you could start to every now and then promote your book or, or create a coupon code that is available only for your listeners. Or every now and then you could say, hey, guys, have you heard about my book? I'm actually going to be doing a Facebook Live next Monday, and I'd love you to to ask me questions if you have read the book. If not, don't worry. I'm going to give you an overview of what I talk about it, uh, what I talk about in it, and so forth. So my advice is to really start to, as I said, obviously, be comfortable in your shoes. Don't be a copycat. And really start to look at what is your overall business. Whether And it doesn't really matter what your business is because I, I work with different people who have businesses of different sizes, businesses of really from both ends of the spectrum. So, you know, coaches who make hundreds of thousands of dollars per month. And I work with people who have small businesses and maybe or even just side hustle. So my advice is to really look at that. Now, would you like me, Michael, to share my, my advice for somebody who maybe doesn't have a product or service yet? Exactly, definitely, because I'm, I'm sure that's a lot of uh, the case for a lot of people. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. So as I said again, and I really want to stress this, Michael, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I think it's really important. Again, don't focus on things you can't control, like downloads, but focus on the things you can control. So the experience you create for the people who join you episode after episode. So if you don't sell anything, there, there are still ways you can make money. As a podcaster, one of those is uh, affiliate marketing and affiliate marketing like sponsors. Mm -hmm. So, for example, audible.com is a, is a pretty easy way to start to make a little bit of money from your podcast. So they have requirements that are pretty simple to hit. And you can go to, I think it's audibletrial.com and they have there the list of steps one has to take. And once you have signed up for the program, you get a special link and you can mention that on your show. And whenever somebody uses your link and they sign up on their end, so your listen, it's a, it's really a win, win, win situation. Mm -hmm. It's a win for your listeners because they get uh, free access to Audible. And I think Audible has a catalog of almost 200,000 audiobooks. So 30 day uh, free access to that and a free audiobook of their choice. Is a win for Audible because they get uh, a potential new customer. I mean, it depends if somebody just goes for the free trial or not, but some people do stick around so they may get an actual customer. Mm -hmm. And it's a win for you because for every person who signs up, you make $15. Hmm. So if you think about start to covering the monthly podcasting expenses, a couple of, of those sales may do the, the work. So what I mean about that is once you know, let, let's stick with Audible as an example. So some of the things you could do is, okay, I want to leverage Audible as my number one way to make some money from my podcast. Okay, great. If you are just mentioning Audible all the time on your podcast and you simply say, yeah, go to Audible because it's great, <laughs> it won't be really compelling. On the other hand, if you're a person who likes to read or you, listens to, you listen to audiobooks, 
And every now and then, or in every episode, depending on how often you read or listen to audiobooks, you take a, a moment, and that can even be just 30 seconds, one minute, to talk about a book or an audiobook that you've just read or listened to, and you really think your listeners should listen to for X, Y, Z reason, mm. people are going to be like, you know what, Michael, that's exactly the book that I saw when I was on Amazon and I was thinking, ah, oh, well, maybe I buy it next month. And you, you mentioned the book. So for me as a listener, I'm going to be okay. And then you say, yeah, actually Audible is a sponsor of the podcast. You can get it for free. I'm going to be like, what? Absolutely. So start to focus on the experience you can create for your listeners and really start to think about how you can leverage uh, your the things you have. And again, it can be an actual product or service or it can be something like Audible. Uh, Audible. So Audible is an example. An additional thing you can do, Michael, and obviously, would you like me to share or should I shut up? <laughs> no, no, because I, I know the one thing I definitely wanted to get into at some point, and since we're already talking about affiliate products was um, your, your, uh, academy that's coming up. Um, so I, I, I'd love for you to, to, I'm not sure if that's what you're going to talk about next, but eventually I would like to get, uh, to a point where we, uh, we do discuss that on the show and talk about what it is and how people can get involved. Oh yeah, absolutely. Before, if, before we do that, if it's okay with you, I'd like to share a couple of additional strategies. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. So that's, so audible, it's an example. It's probably the Let's call it the easiest way to make money with your uh, with your podcast by having a quote unquote sponsor. So there are different types of sponsors. Audible, I refer to it as an uh, kind of affiliate like sponsor because uh, the number of downloads you get is not a requirement. It doesn't really make a difference whether you get uh, 50 listeners or 50,000 listeners per episode. It doesn't really make a difference. In fact, you may have only 50 people listening to your show. But if you have a couple of people who go for Audible every single episode, you may, when it comes to Audible, make more money than somebody who may have 100,000 people, but nobody go for Audible. <laughs> so <laughs> there is that. Now, another thing you could do, and I did this when I started with the 36 Entrepreneur, uh, Michael, is that I looked at uh, softwares, companies that I was using, and I was thinking, okay, so I would like to have a sponsor but I don't have the podcast yet, so I don't have any numbers that I can you know, say, okay, this is the number of downloads I get for the traditional sponsorship model. And then I was like, okay, wait a second. For these companies, I already have an affiliate link because they have an affiliate program. So what I did, I simply sent an email and I said, look, my name is blah, 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 and I'm planning to launch this podcast. I have an affiliate link and I was wondering if I can mention your company as a sponsor on the show and mention my affiliate link. Mm -hmm. Guess what happened? Some companies said, absolutely not. You, We don't want to be a sponsor. You don't have permission. And I was like, okay, fair. Really? A couple of companies. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of companies said, absolutely, go for it. Just remember to use your affiliate link. So what that did is that Oh, immediately now I could start to say, hey, I have a couple of sponsors and I have an affiliate link. But just like for Audible, simply mentioning a link doesn't do the trick. And when it comes to software, your word isn't always enough. So I can rave about, I don't know, my email marketing service active campaign, which I do love, by the way, mm -hmm. I could rave about them for years. 
but there is even a better way for me to really tell you why active campaign rocks and it's to actually show you mm -hmm. so what you could do is you could think about okay i have my podcast this is what i'm gonna be talking about let's say in this episode i'm gonna talk about email marketing 101 i talk about email marketing and then i talk about the tool i use and what i could do is i could record a short video of me in active campaign and I say, okay guys, so in this video, I want to give you an overview of active campaign and this is why I like it. It's so easy to create an opt-in form or, or things along those nature. And what this approach does is that for me personally as a listener, I may listen and hear you talk about active campaign. And again, just like for the audiobook, be like, oh, okay. Michael is mentioning active campaign. I remember I saw a tweet about that last week and I was thinking about it. And then you say, hey, I have a video and I'm going to show you why it's great, what it can do for you. Hmm. And I actually see that in action. And then in the video you say, ah, and by the way, if you're interested, I have an affiliate link. And the interesting thing about this kind of approaches, Michael, is that some people may think, yeah, well, okay, but it you know, affiliate marketing, whatever. But I've actually <laughs> had somebody, and this is a, is a very funny story because I had somebody who told me that there is a tool called Social Oomph, which mm -hmm. is a social media scheduling tool. And sometimes I talk about that. I have the affiliate link on my podcast. And I had somebody who told me that, yeah, I heard you talk about Social Oomph in a few episodes. And then I went to, I was about to sign up but then I remember, I was like, oh, wait, Jan has an affiliate link. So this person actually went back to my site just to take the affiliate link so that I could make a commission. For him, it didn't make any difference. But right. of course, for me, it was good. And he told me that, yeah, because not only you have been talking about social oomph, but you have been stating, you have been sharing, showing the benefits. Mm -hmm. Then it's very, very different. So my point, Michael, with this all rent is that really whether you have a product or service that you sell or not yet start to think about how obviously the number one goal should be how i can help my listeners and always think about what's the next step so ask yourself okay somebody's listening to me and and jan what is the next step i'd like them to take and when we think about our and goal so it could be selling the book or sign up for audible whatever we can say okay what is the next step that we can have people take and that could be okay go and check out this video on my blog or go to sign up for this free uh, pdf where i share three lessons i learned from this audiobook go and sign up for this free webinar it's really in my opinion michael it's really and i've seen it's not only my opinion, really, because I've also seen people is again is about creating an experience and show and be transparent. Here also is an important thing and show, you know, what you like about the thing, but also talk about what you don't like, mm -hmm. because, you know, nothing is perfect. So people are going to really appreciate you more if you say, yeah, these are the reasons why I love active campaign. But personally, I'm not a big fan of this feature or, or that feature. So I think that's also something important. And people, you know, we are so used to be sold to that we, with time we can really tell who's just mentioning something just because they are mentioning it or because if 
they really believe that, yeah, that tool is something that could really help us take the next step. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good point because I, I think uh, one thing I've noticed that a lot of people have been doing recently that I appreciate is specifically saying who that product is right for, right? Is it for someone who's really experienced, for someone who's a newbie, for someone who has a list of a certain size? Like, what is it? Because it's not for everyone, right? And if it, right, it, exactly. And, uh, and I think that's a, a good strategy. So, um, and I like I like that you um, kind of broke out the different uh, ways of uh, affiliate marketing and trying to get trying to sell affiliate products because right now I haven't really mentioned uh, any affiliate products on the podcast per se, but I am promoting uh, affiliate products through Facebook marketing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess I could also start mentioning some things on the podcast uh, to leverage those as well. Absolutely. Um, if you think they make sense for your audience, you know, my opinion, Michael, is that I, I think that as podcasters, we really have to put ourselves in a position where if we don't mention the th- the specific thing, we're actually doing a disservice to our audience. If you come across a tool that helps you save, I don't know, with for me, for example, with social media, social oomph says helps me save, I don't know how many hours per week. And if I actually wouldn't be mentioning that to my listeners, I would be an idiot because I I wouldn't be helping them at all. (laughs) Right, right, right. So um, I guess the next question that I have is uh let's let's talk about your your particular academy uh i wanted to kind of get an idea of what that is what's involved in it and how you decided um to develop it and to what to include yeah absolutely thanks for thanks for asking and yeah i'm really excited about that because i've been doing many different things you mentioned the podcast success summit Mm -hmm. uh, last spring i had over 80 speakers so that was a lot of work i've been doing a lot of (laughs) <laughs> I've been doing coaching a lot. I've been, I have a, a course on sales funnels, but personally, I think that the Academy is my biggest project to date. Mm-hmm. And I'm really working, I've been really working hard on making it. And obviously, you know, I'm a bit biased by saying this as the, the founder, but I really want, want it to become the go-to platform for people interested in podcasting. And they are already membership sites, trainings about podcasting. But something I found out, I mean, there are a few things that I found out as being a member of of some of those communities. And, you know, there are great communities, but there were some things that for me personally, I was like, ah, I feel this is missing. So one thing that I thought was missing in in certain communities is that uh, maybe they touch only on certain aspects of podcasting. Mm -hmm. But as a podcaster, as time progresses, there are other things outside the technical side of podcasting that become more important. So, mm-hmm. you know, if at the beginning we focus on, okay, how can I sound better? How can I edit my podcast and these kind of things? When you are clear with that, your your mind or the goals change. So it may right. be, okay, how do I grow my audience or how do I start and grow the email list through my podcast? How do I start to make my first buck or I already have a business and I want to start a podcast. How can the podcast fit in the overall picture? Because that's, I saw, we mentioned five podcasts. In one case, that's exactly what we did. So it's a, it's a podcast called Marketer's Podcast. 
is an Ita- is in Italian, and is a collaboration with an Italian community of marketers called Marketers, and they had <laughs> blogs, they had videos, but they didn't have a podcast. So, for example, with them, we went rather than from the kind of we looked at the situation from the other way around. So they already had kind of everything. So it was like, oh, okay, how can a podcast fit into our picture? How can having a podcast help our business? So in the Podcast Success Academy, we focus on the technical side of podcasting. So there is uh, what I call the podcasting blueprint. So that's a series of video modules where it, it literally is a step-by-step blueprint to go from an idea to actually having a podcast. And the important thing that I really want to stress here, Michael, is that everybody can launch a podcast. Launching a podcast isn't as difficult as some people may think. You can just do a quick Google search, watch a couple of YouTube videos. You can have a podcast up and running in no time. Mm -hmm. The problem is to be consistent is to get results over a long period of time. So, you know, the kind of the hype or the honeymoon period for new and noteworthy dissipates at some point. (laughs) So what happens after that? What happens when, uh, you know, getting reviews doesn't sound as cool as it did, you know, the first two weeks you had a (laughs) podcast. So that's why with with Academy, we focus on both the technical side as well as the marketing side, the business side. So that's the the blueprint kind of. Okay. And then there is a, a completely different section on courses, and that's updated every month. So every month there are new courses, and the courses focus on podcasting-related topics as well as business-related topics. So an example of a course could be how to create high-converting landing pages, mm. how to repurpose your podcast content, how to build authority through your podcast and things like that. So I know you'll have a a link in the show notes. So that's the the Podcast Success Academy. And uh, by the time this episode is online, doors are probably going to be open. And yeah, I'm really excited. So there is all that. There's going to be monthly calls with expert teachers and you're going to have direct access to me. So for me, that's really something I want to really leverage when I talk about the academy is that I'm really going to be there. So every week I'm going to be there. You can ask me any questions. Mm-hmm. There are going to be calls. And then there's also going to be a new feature that I call podcast critique, where every month I will randomly pick a few podcasts and I will dissect them. I will listen to the podcasts. I will look at the online platform. If it's somebody with a business, I will look at you know, what is the bigger picture as well. And then I will give my critique either in a public form where everybody can learn as well. Or if the person is like, well, Jan, I'd rather have you just share the critique with me, then that would be done on one-on-one. So this is the Podcast Success Academy and the site is podcastsuccessacademy.net. Hmm, perfect. Jan, I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, that sounds great. I'm definitely going to go check it out. Uh, so one other question I have for you is, what are you struggling with in your business? What what is Ooh. something? <laughs> what's something that um, I guess is is not working the way that you would like to? Whether it's you know with podcasting or email or blogging or equipment or whatever. What, what's a what's an area of 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 like that's uh, not smooth 
that you would like a solution well, for? Well, <laughs> yeah, that I think that that's a great question, and I mean there are many things that I'd like that be, that be different, but I think that for me personally, the number one thing is the organizational side of things. I mean, I consider myself a person who's able at managing different projects and things like that. But then sometimes I found myself in a situation when I feel like, ah, I could have done things better. So my advice is really to to try and be as laser focused on something as possible. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, especially and especially as a solopreneur, it's very important because as a solopreneur, you're wearing many different hats. So in my case, for example, it's so that sometimes this uh, organizational aspect that isn't as smooth as it should be, then leads me to, you know, uh, leave out certain things as, uh, let's say, like uh, focusing on growing my email list more and things like that. So for me personally, now the work on the academy has been taking a lot of time and, you know, I've been really, really hustling because I want it to be great. But at the same time, I'm aware that because of that, there are other areas that have kind of been a bit like, quote unquote, ignored. Mm -hmm. So hopefully once the academy is launched, I'll be able to focus on those things. But I would really say as a solopreneur, really learn how to prioritize. It's it's definitely something that is it's very critical because, you know, you may be working with virtual assistants and things like that, but still you are a critical component of your business. So, you know, if you, if you, if you aren't saying anymore, <laughs> your business won't go far. Right, right. Well, Jan, I really appreciate you coming on the show, sharing your business, sharing some great tips for people who are interested in starting a podcast, who already have a podcast, who want to figure out how to monetize it, who want to figure out how to either sell their own products or affiliate products. Um, I, I think everyone definitely should check out, uh, your podcast success Academy. It sounds, it sounds pretty awesome. It sounds like it has a, a lot of things that, like you said, that, uh, other academies, uh, don't have, uh, and seems like a good compliment to someone who even maybe already have a membership at a, in another podcasting Academy. Uh, but before we go, I want to know how can the baller circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Yeah, great. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much, Michael, for the funny interview. I had a, a great time and keep doing what you're doing with the show because, you know, I'm always pumped when I come across podcasters and I asked you before we started, how is it going? And you're loving it. And one can tell from your passion. And I think it's so important because, you know, as we said, podcasting is is a long term game. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So it's important to have passion. I mean, on social, I am at the Jan Ilunga. So that's T-H-E-Y-A-N-N-I-L-U-N-G-A. So I'm like that on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the fastest way to get in touch with me is probably by email. So you can send me an email over at Jan at Janilunga.com. So that's Y-A-N-N at Y-A-N-N. I-L-U-N-G-A dot com. And my site, obviously, it's the same, yanilunga.com. I'm, I'm a person who replies to emails. So if you have any questions, whatever, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to hear from people. Perfect. I appreciate the time, Jan. Have a great day. You too, man. Thank you. 
That's our show for today. As usual, thanks for listening. You can check out the blog post for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.